0: gang kevin goatee gutting the sacred cow how are you i am in love with all of you who have been supportive of us since day one and thanks for coming back to join us for episode 25 joe claire does taxi driver the 1976 favorite taxi driver but want to tell you gutting the sacred cow is now up and ready for you to guys check out we will have merch in there for you in the next week or two just buy a shirt a hat a Coffee cup, one of those dumb things you put in the back of your cell phone. I don't know, I'm old. Whatever they're called. Just a little something to help us keep the lights on. That's it. And But more importantly, we love you for all the support you've shown us. All those reviews on Amazon, all of you sharing the episode with your friends. So cool of you to do that. Thanks again. And here we go. Kevin Israel and I present Joe Claire doing Taxi Driver. Gather round is what I know. Oh, Gunning the Sacred Cow, episode 26, I believe, Kevin Israel. What's happening? How is it going, buddy? What's new and exciting? Still trapped
1: at home, not going crazy at all.
0: Yeah! Everything is fine. I can see <laughs> as I said before when you sent me your picture, the only thing missing from that haircut of yours is a tin cup with pencils <laughs> yeah. in it. And an, ang- and an angry disposition toward white people. I've always it, wondered if nothing mattered, what would happen to my hair if I just let it go.
1: And now I get to find out.
0: You look like a Jewish kid from Kid and Play.
1: <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Every week it's just going to keep getting worse. I'm trying to figure out how long before the self
0: haircuts or the wife has to cut you know, our hair like that. How long that's going to
1: be. Yours is fine. Yours yeah. Is, yours, I mean, yours must grow a centimeter a year. <laughs> No, it's yeah, I know,
0: right? Since it started fucking started losing it <laughs> in the back, but <laughs> on the it only goes like on the sides here and the back. I mean, they, the top's slow to go, but it's just again when it gets bushy in the back is when it annoys me. But we didn't talk about hair products. That's no. another. Unless we're talking about the movie Shampoo, which I've never seen actually. Never but we're, what we're here, Warren Beatty it was in 1978. That sounds about right. Who gives a shit? Because we've got an important guest on our hand today, guys. Joe Clare, am I saying that right, sir? Clare, yeah. Clare, yeah. Joe Clare from the 420 Stoner Jesus podcast, which I did a few weeks ago. Had a good old time Indeed. talking to Joe about that. And uh, Joe, just give a quick drop about your uh, your show. Tell us people where you can find it and what it's about.
2: Uh, StonerJesus.net dot net is where you can find it. Uh, it's about pretty much everything, weed, anything offensive and silly, or anything I think maybe funny. I'll say it, and hopefully people agree. I've been doing it for over 10 years. Uh, but if you want to find it, standardjesus.net. There's certainly not much I can say about it other than you either love it or you will hate it. And if you hate it, uh, please keep listening because I need the viewers and the, uh, <laughs> the listeners.
0: Kevin, I told uh, Joe during his, when we did his podcast, tell me he does not exactly look like Shuli Pagar from Howard Stern Show. He does. <laughs> yes. Good call. I'll take it. <laughs> and the and the weed hat. Today's year, we're taping this on April 20th. Don Madley's birthday, my nephew's birthday, and of course Hitler's birthday. But of course, 420, I mean, is that just a, a rookie like New Orleans Mardi Gras celebration for all you like hardcore weed smokers?
2: Uh, pretty much. It's something we've uh, taken from legend and lore about some high school kids who supposedly got together at 420 uh, after school to smoke. That got picked up by high times and somehow became the international symbol for weed and the stoner community and most people just use it now for an excuse to smoke even more than they would on a normal day and if anybody says anything you say hey man it's 420 get off my back
1: <laughs> that's what it is i always thought that it, 420 was like the police code for a weed violation
2: or something. that is one of the myths but the, <laughs> the story i've heard the most was a group of uh, high school students called the waldos they would go to this uh, the oh, statue goodness. at 420, and smoke every day, and then like 10 or 15 years later, high times pick that up, and that's kind of how it became popularized through the uh, the wider stoner community, if you will. That's amazing. <laughs> See, y'all learned something. I just, today wasn't a complete
1: waste.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Google says 420 is code among police officers for marijuana smoking in progress.
1: Not anywhere I that I know. Like, of. I feel like that doesn't exist for cops. No.
0: Like, no, that, that's that's more along the lines of, like, uh, <laughs> oh, God, what was that? Uh, Reefer Madness. It, it, that would have mm-hmm. been used back then when people are smoking weed and apparently jumping off of 25-story buildings. Anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, we're here to talk about the 1976. What a great year that was. Taxi driver, Robert De Niro's, I guess, I mean, Godfather Two really threw him out there. But this obviously threw him into the uh, the pantheon of greatness. So – Kevin Israel, on the old IMDb 1 to 10 scale, what did Taxi Driver get?
1: 9-1. 8-3. Wow. That's lower than I would have guessed.
0: Yeah, I, m- me Obviously. too. Rotten Tomato score. Give me the critics score first. Oh, I bet critics probably give
1: this a hand handjob. I'm going to say a 96. 97. One ah. away. <laughs>
0: 97. And for the audience score, if you will. 92. 93, you are ah, caught. God damn, I'm so close today. You're like one away, price is right, game king right there. A 1976 budget of $1.3 million, which yielded a return of $28.4 million, which translates in today's money, $5.8 million quote-unquote indie film, which would have yielded $128 million today. So a very fair haul. It's a hell of an investment, that's for sure. That budget
1: wouldn't have covered craft services on an Avengers movie.
0: No, 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 no. Or bail money to get Affleck out (laughs) of jail for hookers and other (laughs) (laughs) things. Quotes. Here is a man who would not take it anymore. That whole soliloquy. Someday a real rain will come and wash all the scum off the street. The other soliloquy I like, which also is used in different albums. And of course, the third and hackiest of them all, You Talking to Me. You Talking to Me. Kevin Israel, what quotes did you pick up from this film? You know what? There was one that stood
1: out to me, and uh, it, was, it was when he was asking the older uh, cabbie for advice. Peter like, Boyle. You, yeah, he was trying to, uh, trying to give him some, trying to make him feel better, and he's like, just go out and get laid. It'll be fine. I was like, that is this yep. guy's t- like clear. He even said, he's like, I'm having some bad thoughts. He's
0: like, ah, go out and fuck. You'll be all right. Peter Boyle's haircut, by the way, looked looks like if a seven year old had a piece of construction paper, <laughs> cut a hole in the middle of it and just made fringe on the outside. That's what his haircut looked like. He
1: was like. the cartoon of every man who's ever gone bald.
0: So <laughs> like he spun a pizza and it fell halfway down his face. Pizza dough. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. The whole you talking to me scene completely improvised. Why? How? De Niro saw Bruce Springsteen at a village, in the village, at a concert where Bruce said to the crowd, You talking to me? And use that in his improvised performance of that whole scene. Number two, jailbait Jodie Foster had to see a shrink before filming, and the writer, Paul Schrader, based the character, Jodie Foster's character, on an underage hooker he met at a bar and brought back to his place, but did not have sex with. That's a lie. No, he says. That's a lie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I brought it back, and then I felt guilty, and so I sent her home.
0: He interviewed her. Yeah. He's a, he's a talker, not a
1: fucker, right? This was this was pu- it was purely business. I just needed to get some some uh some writing ideas.
0: Can I get a receipt for that? This is for tax purposes. <laughs> Number 3. Robert De Niro made $500,000 for Godfather Part 2. What did he take for this role in Taxi Driver?
1: Well, knowing that the movie's budget was what did you say 1.8 million dollars. Yep. I be, it must have been shockingly low, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say he took like eighty five thousand.
0: Joe, a guess.
2: Um, hundred twenty thousand.
0: Thirty five thousand dollars, wow. as the same amount as Sybil Shepherd got. Want to take a stab? At what Scorsese made?
1: Well, Scorsese made made money on the back end, so <laughs> Scorsese probably made. No, no, he, six, no
0: what, what he took for this, not, not the back end stuff. This is just what he took for the fees up front. Um,
1: I feel like he'd be a weirdo
0: and take nothing. Okay, Joe, a guess?
2: Uh, in honor of today, I'll say 42000
0: <laughs> 65000 he took for this. Who auditioned? Well, one person got auditioned. One person was interested. I'll let you try it. Nah, you're not going to get it. Jeff Bridges was uh, almost chosen for this film, Jeff Bridges. Oh, it wouldn't have worked. No, not. And Neil Diamond was interested in the part of Travis Bickle. I could
1: see, I could see Neil Diamond before I could see Jeff Bridges.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the minute he broke out in a song, I would have turned this goddamn thing right off. NASA nice and not least, Bernard Herman, who scored not only this film, but Psycho and Citizen Kane died only a few hours after completing the score for Taxi Driver. Wow. I'll let that resonate.
1: That's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs>
0: Joe Claire, you Sorry, go ahead, Kevin. I don't want to cut that, you off.
1: The, the, music, the music in that in the movie obviously was a huge part of it. Um, it yeah. It was in Psycho and, and the other movies you listed. Um, it was very time very era correct. You right. wouldn't have music in a movie like that today unless it was supposed to be set back in this, this, the 60s and the 70s. And it just, it, 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 it threw me off at first, but then once you settled into the time period, you started to feel, kind of get the music. Like it made sense. But at right. first I was like, this music is so cheesy. Nobody uses timpanis anymore. Like who's?
0: They are very complimentary of the score. But there's one thing they say about the score. You're like, that didn't jump out at me at all during this film. It's not like a John Williams or a Hans Zimmer or someone of that ilk. This, I, I, I was very surprised to have it so, again, highly regarded. But who gives a shit? Are you listening to hear us talk score talk? No. You want to hear Joe Clark come on and gut the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow.
2: The floor is yours, sir. Well, first of all, I'm not a, a big fan of musicals or scores, so that didn't impress me at all. Even if I was, I don't think it would impress me. What about the strip club? How do you feel about the strip club scores? <laughs> well, I've never been there, but I'm sure I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first problem with this movie is going into it, there's such high expectations. I watched it once when I was like 18 or 20, I forget what it was, and I didn't like it then. And I thought, well, when I watched it a few weeks ago or a few months ago, uh, again on Netflix, I thought, well, I was just young. I really didn't understand it. I, maybe I'll, I'll get it more. And I didn't this time either. And you'll never find a, a, <clears throat> a movie list of like top twenty movies or whatever. They almost all have Taxi Driver in. It. And if you read the, the movie, the synopsis, or whatever on paper, it seems like this is a movie I would love. You know, this we're taking this psychological journey with this guy, and he's the antihero, and he, you know, you just, you want to be there to find out what happens to him. And the problem is he doesn't come across for me that way, and that ruins the whole movie. To me, Travis Bickle is some weird, outcast, social justice incel who blames everybody else for his problems. Oh, the streets are dirty, and people suck, and blah, 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 and, you know, he says uh, towards the end of the the movie, you know, this was the only choice I had. I had no other choice. It's everything that I don't like about people. I don't know what it was like back in the 70s, but for me today, when I hear someone just going on and on about how... everybody else is causing all these problems and I'm not responsible for anything. And it just, it, it rubs me just the wrong way. I mean, he's supposed to be scary and tough. He never comes across from me that way. And later in the movie, he does admittedly cool shit, the shit with the guns and the contraptions and all that stuff. But by that time, I just don't care enough about being on this journey with this guy. And I love this type of movies. I love the journey movie though. You know, I'm going to go through this guy's madness and, and, all that and i never could get hooked into it and it just ruined everything else i didn't like travis bickle i didn't want to hear him when he starts talking and doing his little soliloquies or whatever i'm like this guy's an idiot what's he talking about he's just and 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 just everything he does and he's, he's this obliviousness to you know taking sybil shepherd's character to the porn movie and all that it just it rubs me the wrong way i know that's not a a Great movie review. I know Siskel and Niebuhr didn't often say, Hey, this fucking movie just rubs me the wrong way. But his character just does. I can't get into this guy. He's a badass. You know, he's gonna he's gonna save this girl. I, I never I never get to that point in the movie. And forty-five minutes in the movie, I'm thinking to myself, I'm on this journey with this guy I don't want to be on. I feel like I'm trapped on this journey, uh, because I heard, because this movie movie's so great, it's something great, it's got to be coming, it's got to have a great ending, it's got to have something, and it never gets there, and then, for that reason, the ending seems contrived to me, because I don't like his character, or buy into the whole hero bit, you know, Sybil Shepard, she's really weirded out by, you know, going to the porn, which I understand, you know, you're sitting in jizz, and you're watching some, you know, woman's uh, big hairy muff, or whatever, and that's, that's weird, he's a fucking weirdo, but, he blows a bunch of people away, and they write him back in the newspaper, and all of a sudden, well, she's back in his taxi with this dude. He's not so weird anymore, even though he, you know, he blew a guy's hand off. And you know, I understand they're bad guys, but still, I, I don't see how they made him less weird in her eyes. Uh, there was just a ton of, of – You've never taken a girl to a porn on a first date? I, gotta say, if, I don't know what it was like in 1976. I know if I take a girl <laughs> on a date and I whip out like you know, porn hub on my phone or something, that's borderline assault. I'm on wish, the road. I wish a I felony. had the
1: balls to do it.
2: I like when he when
1: he started walking towards the theater. This was the first time I've ever seen this movie, by the way. Mm. Um, when they were walking towards the theater, I was like, "Oh my god, are they going to a porn?" And then when they when they were sitting in the theater, I was like, "That's amazing. Who has the balls to take a girl and just be? I just sit there and be like, what? I didn't think.' I mean, obviously, that was the the fact that he couldn't appreciate why she would have a problem with it was emblematic of his issue, mm. part of his issue anyway, but. I was just, I was like, I I wish I could have just once in my life just been like, oh, you're not down with this. This isn't cool.
0: Number seven on my list, love the balls of him taking her to a porno on their first date. (laughs) Nothing like finding out a person's uh, smut taste right there. Brazilian lesbians, me too. Double anal, (laughs) double anal, maybe? Question mark, we'll put that down as a question mark, cool. Midget shemale porn, find me someone who doesn't love midget shemale porn. If this doesn't
1: go into prolapse, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Is this Citizen Kane where
0: asshole rosebuds? (laughs) Oh, uh, <laughs> oh! He yeah. just, oh, he doesn't I'm
2: get that she doesn't want to. You know, her—you know—her feet are going to be sticking to the floor. There's this nasty shit going on all around her, and this is obviously a higher class, you know, woman. And he's just—it—it it, it pisses me off. He just keeps going on and on about how, oh, I just—I didn't—I didn't know that you wouldn't like that. I didn't understand. You don't want to sit in a guy's hot jizz and and watch some weird people on fucking on on and like watch you know STD films or whatever in this porn uh, theater. I don't understand. You're a weird. Wait, wait, wait hold on,
0: hold on. Write that down. I'm gonna put that in my Pornhub search. STD films. Let me just document that one.
2: <laughs> and he just. Uh, and and the the Tom dude, the other guy who likes her, he's a really you know, he's a creepy nerd, and he's just as and in his own way is as creepy as Travis Bickle is. But there's less of a chance that she's going to end up in this guy's basement, you know, with her skin missing or whatever. But apparently, she, and like I said, in the end of the movie, she apparently she's she's kind of into that a little bit, which is weird to me, just because he was you know. He blew a bunch of people away. She's all, you know, hot and bothered now. But the porn, that was that was too much. But you killed five people. Well, let's, you know, <laughs> let's get in your cab. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> I'll show you where I live. Um, other stuff, uh, And I, I understand that Travis is nuts. You know, he's a Vietnam vet. He's taking pills all the time. He can't sleep. By the way, it was funny you mentioned a, a wizard telling him to get laid. The first thing I think when you start watching this movie is – That if this guy would just, if he didn't have such a hang up, because he's fine with porn, but he's not fine with, you know, banging a hooker, God forbid you, you know, bang a hooker and, you know, you finish and you go to sleep and you get some fucking sleep and it's a 12 minute movie. I understand that it couldn't be that way, although it might have been better. It may have been a more fulfilling journey, at least for me, if it was 12 minutes, he just banged a hooker. Uh, But his nuts, to me, doesn't come across as menacing or tough or, you know, this guy's a badass who's going to, like, save this girl. It comes across as annoying and whiny. It gets so bad that, you know, Easy is Jodie Foster's character. She's a 12-year-old hooker. It's the most horrific thing you can think about. I have a 9-year-old daughter. I cannot think of anything worse. But I hate Travis Bickle so much that what happens to her doesn't garner much sympathy for me. Towards the end, I'm like, hey – Motherfucker, that's Harvey Keitel's property. Why don't you back off and let him do what he needs to do? Right. I don't, I just, it, it, it infected the whole movie, my dislike for him and his stupid, nutty journey.
0: One thing about you made a point with, I want to, I think we should expound on how you said he's not a badass, but he was in the Marines. Don't you think that every person you've ever come in contact with who's in the Marines, you get, you get at least a few slivers of badassness? From that person, like this guy's the Marines, and you can see how they carry themselves and they can they can kick some ass. With Bickle. Not just, not just, not just badassness, but they've always seemed very
1: Marine-ish. Very just, Marines are very stalwart. Um, <laughs> whatever I just said, Siri thought I was talking to her. Um, <laughs> Marines are Marines are very you know, by the book, regimented people. And I know that obviously in Vietnam, a lot of people just when they came out, they went completely the other way. But there was nothing Marine about him. In fact, I almost thought when he said that that this was going to be almost like a, uh, a a stolen valor issue where he was going to be because I again I knew nothing about the plot of this movie other than he was a crazy cab driver, and I thought it was going to be that he made it up. That he was in the Marines and he was yeah,
0: I I thought it was too. I thought it was like one of the psychotic like a psychotic episode where he's just kind of playing yeah. along like I'm a Marine. He's just gonna act as if he was right.
2: Yeah, it feels like it was, it was just like hey, he's a Marine and it's 1976, so he was in Vietnam, so he's crazy, so that explains everything he does, which it does to a certain point, but it doesn't make me give a shit about what this guy's doing because I just I don't. And when and when it's done, that's why the ending seems so contrived to me because. All of a sudden, he's a hero, and they force in you know, the girl's parents, and they're talking about how great he is, and he's got all these newspaper clippings, which I don't know if I've ever seen someone go into a building and massacre a bunch of people, and all they talk about is how much of a hero he is, but I get it, they're, they're bad people. It just seemed forced, and then when she's in the back of the cab after everything that happened, and that's what got her into that cab him killing a bunch of motherfuckers. I just, I the wheels came off, which they were already off, but it just, I don't, I don't think she got in the cab because it was him. I thought she just got into a cab because it just so happened. It was him who picked her up. Well, it wasn't an, uh, I Think he like uh, one of the guys comes up to him and says, "You got a fare? Like she's already in his cab." Right. I don't know if she knew if it was cab- his cab or not, but certainly when he gets in and he's like looking back at her for a while, she's not freaking out and saying, "Oh, you know, let me the fuck out of here or whatever." She's like, "Hey, you know, I read about you in the newspaper. That's you know, that's some cool shit. Here, take me to my house. So now you know my address." It just it it did nothing for me. But Can I say I something about that,
1: that? Knowing it's not my turn to talk about my opinions, but just because. It was because we're talking about the the ending. Um it's funny because I feel like movies today we're always expecting the surprise and the twist and we're always you know we're waiting for the either the after credit scene or what's the twist going to be or you know is Bruce Willis was dead like we and so through this movie I felt like I felt like it was almost all like not almost not really happening and then when the end hap- when the when the end resolved itself and he they show him driving away in the famous scene where he looks in the mirror i was like oh he's dead none of this happened the end didn't happen he died in the in the apartment and this is all his last gasp of of his him imagining what how this is going to work out that they're going to he's going to be this hero and his, his the the uh, jodie foster's parents are going to thank him and he's going to go on and she's going to get in his cab and but he's he's now bigger than her and he's going to let her go and he's going to continue on his you know, his self-righteous path. And I, that's just what, I, that was my takeaway. And I just assumed that was the intent of the ending because clearly he'd, none of that happened. There's no way, they knew he was trying to kill the presidential candidate. They had him, one of the cops, once he was arrested, the Secret Service would have said, oh, that was the guy with the gun who he would have never, ever, ever in a million years, not not, let alone not been a hero, he would have been in prison. He would have absolutely been in prison, and even though he helped this girl get free from the life of whoredom she was he murdered three people in cold blood he shot the he shot um, uh, um out. yeah out of nowhere and then he went on to blow the guy's hand off and then i mean the, to so to me I'm just going with it, and and, and, you know, and I, there is, obviously, this is one of the great debates of the movie as to whether, what the ending was, but I walked away with it, and which is one of the reasons why I think I feel the way about the movie that I do. I walked away just assuming that the intent of the movie and the writer was that he was dead, and this was his last, this was his fantasy, this was kind of his dying wish of what would happen. And it's not really what happened because she wouldn't have gotten in his car. He, no. he, he wouldn't have driven her like none of the, none of nothing he did up to that point led to that ending beyond his fantasy of what he was building up to.
2: No, I can, I can accept that if, you know, if that's what, what it was meant to be, it would make it a little bit better for me. I have another problem with like the, mm-hmm. not the ending, any, but the, the, before the ending, all the stuff he's building up to He's gonna kill this dude. This he's gonna assassinate this guy for whatever reason. He has no choice. It's all you know in his head. He's been leading up to this his, whole, his entire life. He royally screws that up. He's like a hundred feet from this guy. He's reaching into his pocket. He's being as obvious as he can. He's got this big fucking doofy looking mohawk. He they can see him from a mile away. So he screws that up. And then he goes, and he's going to kill, I guess he's going to save Iris, Easy, whatever. He screws that up. He shoots Harvey Keitel, who comes back two minutes later (laughs) to shoot him in the side of the head. So he fucked that up. Mm -hmm. The other guy comes out of the room, gets the drop on him. This guy is a Marine. He's a badass. He's been doing all this training, and he's making all these contraptions. All these people are getting to him. And he's every step of the way, he screwed up what he's trying to do. And in the end, it's dumb luck if he did live that he did because he you see you know the side of his neck blow out and i don't that's not doesn't come across as badass to me it comes across as this this moron who is nuts and he got lucky that maybe i guess if he still lived the guy didn't hit the jugular or whatever and i just it just it does nothing for me at all and you mentioned the scene with the the mirror too that's supposed to come across as like you know, this guy is really he's, – he's, this is his descent into madness. He's really – you know, this is menacing and tough. It comes across as stupid, this stupid, lonely incel who lives by himself. He's got all these guns. He can't uh, talk to a woman to save his fucking life, and now he's talking to himself in a mirror, telling himself how badass he is. It's sad, and I'm wishing for most of the movie that someone would do something to him. Is he, and I know he's not going to die because he's the main character, but I'm still, uh, against all hope, I'm wishing that he would.
0: Mm. <laughs> I like the insult uh, reference. It's very true. Next thing you know, Travis Bickle will be starting uh, his own open mic down in the West Village. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, any other points, or that's it for you for your arguments?
2: Uh, I think I'm looking through all this stuff. I. <laughs> And I've watched this movie now three times, and I've made two two pages full of notes. So thanks, guys, for all that. No, <laughs> Ru- ruining my fucking day. <laughs> Hold on. This is your idea to watch this, motherfucker, not ours. You Amy, picked it up. when a you double. said pick a movie that everybody loves and you hate, one of the first things I thought of was, man, that taxi, taxi driver fucking movie. Awesome. I wanted to like that movie so much, and I was so disappointed. That's what disappointed me more than anything. Okay. I wanted to love this movie like I love – other movies that are supposed to be like this and it never it never got there for me and it the whole thing pissed me off <laughs> oh jeez!
0: all right so that God sounds Travis Pickle not a fan of oh. Travis Pickle all right let's get to um, the critics five star reviews you five star reviews you, you, you. five star you reviews know. by critics No other film has ever dramatized urban indifference so powerfully. At first, here, it's horrifyingly funny, and then just horrifying. A primal portrait of uncompromising vision carved out of the New York night, the summer heat, and the garbage of the Times Square cesspool. Speaking of the garbage, you know that was filmed during the garbage strike? Was it? That's why everything is so filthy, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah, I you know what my my grandmother lived in um, Manhattan when I was a little kid, so I was the I we would go in at least once a month in the early '80s, and i I vividly remember New York and Times Square looking like that. Yeah, oh yeah, like, like I I think everybody who experiences New York now should know what it once was because it it was not this friendly place where you could go get souvenirs. You could get heroin and an STD from a blowjob on the
0: corner. And die. <laughs> Scorsese generates plenty of atmosphere. There's a gritty look and feel to the story that perfectly captures the 1970s New York City. Now, critics one star reviews. Critics one star reviews. Critics one star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> If in Taxi Driver, Scorsese's trying to show us that our cities are becoming like those of Clockwork Orange, Kubrick already did that four years ago without nearly as much obscenity or gore. What, I mean, no thanks. (laughs) Travis Bickle's trouble wasn't that he could get close to anyone, but Robert De Niro's trouble is that he can't get past the audiovisual pandemonium to show you Bickle's torment from inside. What the fuck does that mean? what that guy wrote. He likes himself a lot and he likes his opinions. We're going to use two words, one hyphenated and one that's four syllables to show that I have gotten Elise and an associate's. <laughs> Scorsese seems to need scripts with well-designed humor and performers with the spirit of Ellen Burstyn to compensate what seems to be a fundamentally depressed view of life and the belief that sobriety is the equivalent of seriousness. Is this someone's audition page for the New Yorker? Ugh, these people. Oh, they're so fucking full. They're, they're so they're more full of themselves than any other actor that you could ever imagine. The blowhards. Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five star reviews.
1: And these are recent reviews, right, Kev? They are recent reviews, absolutely.
0: This is an excellent film. I am happy to own a digital copy of this film. Can you believe how young De Niro looks slash was? This is a New York film, but the whole world can have it as well. I wanted to show my Texan girlfriend all the classic New York movies and taxi drivers how we started that journey. On to Warriors next! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope he's not, he doesn't work for Manhattan Tourism. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he'll be jaded. If he's in that tour, can you imagine him on that tour bus after like two months? Like, look to your fucking left. There's a goddamn stupid Nacy's building, all the dumb, dumb tourists coming out of that. By the way, I can't wait till this guy realizes how, until how boring the Warriors are until he sees Sully from Commando going, Warriors, come out and Another play. Another improvised moment. I believe that. I didn't know that, but I believe that. Completely improvised, yeah. They said, just, just do something spooky. And he'd have to show off his weird smiley rat teeth. That could have been spooky enough. <laughs> I included for the first time, actually, Kevin Israel, the headline, because this person thinks they have a future in greeting card writing. Ready? Love for sale, prime cuts available, limited time offer. What? Or they want to get a job for QVC. The flavor of, this is ridiculous. Everyone thinks that this pro section of Amazon is their chance, like, maybe Jeff Bezos is going to know and see my reviews and give me a job. The flavor of New York City in the 1970s pervades the film from beginning to end. Acting, direction, cameras are all fantastic. Our special breed of plastic politician, regrettably, in parentheses, rings true also. All that said, the story is just pure BS. Another PTSD victim, garden variety wacko, teeny bobber, hooker runaway, saved from certain ruin and death. That old gag. Some, some someone is definitely putting extra effort into those night classes of creative writing. Now get back in your cubicle for your day job and sell more toilet seats, asshole. <laughs> next review if you're looking for an action jackson kill them all special effects light speed race travel thriller then you will be disappointed however if you enjoy thought provoking stories solid convincing acting and a movie that seriously makes you think and entertain you at the same time taxi driver is the spot then again that's just my personal opinion smiley face that's the point I like how Action Jackson was his choice of action films. That was a nothing movie except for the name itself. And he wrote it because of the name. Yeah, because the name rhymed. And I'm glad that he stated it was a personal opinion, and it, this is not uh, copy uh, stolen from anybody and uh, lifted. Scorsese did not commission this review, just so you know. And now, Joe Clare, it is time for our favorite. Amazon One Star Reviews. Amazon One Star Reviews. Amazon. Sorry, but I'm glad I did not see that it was I did not see this when it was released. De Niro and Foster are awesome actors, but not in this movie. Save your money and get one of their recent releases. Much better. New releases. <laughs> new oh. re- Yeah, new releases like 15 Minutes or Dirty Grandpa, perhaps. Or maybe Hotel Artemis with Jodie Foster. Is that not recent enough for you? Oh, This movie was all in Spanish. I only speak English, so it was crap. Stop it. Did you just make that up? No. No, I did not. (laughs) Nope. So my rebuttal is, let me speak to this person in their native tongue. Press the SAP button on your TV, you dumb dildo. (laughs) <laughs> I
1: can't come up with anything about that. That's so stupid.
0: <laughs> this one is a little bit lengthy, but uh, it's going to – you'll see why. If you're like me, and I'm sure I'm not alone – I think he is – You can't, and you can't get on Scorsese's wavelength, <laughs> you're probably not going to like Taxi Driver either. I wasn't hopeful, but I decided to give Scorsese one last chance. Goodfellas, Raging Bull, Mean Streets, Taking Out the Dead. the first three are great the last one not so great all left me cold bored and a little angry taxi driver was just as bad i've tried to understand why so many people absolutely love scorsese movies that there must be something there in this case i'm blaming the. i'm blaming the score it calls attention to itself relentlessly it does not disappear behind the images and contributes to creating the mood and tone it stands between me and the images, and it seems to take me in a different direction that's incongruous with the film. My ears were in a lounge listening to experimental jazz, while my mind was watching an excellent character study with something to say about the nature of life. I wonder if I could enjoy this movie with a different score, and I wonder if that was my problem with other movies as well. Chapter two. Yeah. My eyes tell me that this guy makes women instinctively grab their pepper spray in their purses while he gives a dissertation why Christopher Guest is allowed to fuck his mother at Thanksgiving dinner. dinner. Damn it. (laughs) Thanksgiving dinner. All right. I have a few more. I'm
1: guessing he still lives with his mother who feeds him at night.
0: I'm still guessing he breastfeeds from his mother who's been (laughs) long tapped out of breast milk. (laughs) Uh, there are a few more here, but these are gold. One star, enough said. <laughs> why, pre- do you even, why do you even bother to type something? <laughs> I appreciate his brevity. In the end, Jody goes back to her conservative family, and the and the wacko is hailed as a hero. Better she'd have better she'd have stayed on the street. The world doesn't need more yuppies. Exactly what was so yuppish about Jody Foster hooking at twelve? Is that like a is that like a, a, an experiment for a Princeton kid to go catch the bus and be a whore? I was really disappointed with this story. If you thought Pulp Fiction was art, you might like it. I prefer a plot line that wasn't thrown together on the run. That signed Kevin Goatee's arch nemesis. Exactly. (laughs) I hope this person does get butt raped by by Zed. I like that yuppies. Let's speak like it's 1987, so let's talk like it is. Hey, was that film not tubular? Was De Niro too grody for your liking? Harvey Keitel too much of a dweeb? Next one. This, next to Runaway Bride and Home Alone, is the worst movie I've ever seen. I can't wait till this person sees The Dictator or The Blair Witch Project Part (laughs) 2. Instead of this run-of-the-mill vintage diarrhea that looks like disgusting Vienna sausage coming out of Hungarian apes' rectum with nobodies that have terrible acting. I realize that this is a critically acclaimed movie, and the plot for this movie is decent for the people who decided to make a shooting movie. But this movie is one pile of rectum Dung heap that ceased to make me think that this is just some movie. All that is said is that one particular clip in the liquor store where this stupid black bank robber comes in. He's not in a bank robber if he's in a liquor store, you dildo. <laughs> and comes in and uses the GD word while trying to steal money from the clerk. By the way, for those who don't <laughs> speak Southern Baptist, GD is goddamn. Using goddamn word in a movie is inexcusably repulsive. Every time it is used, it is always used by some useless nobody actor who lets this word fly right out of their diarrhea, toilet bowl scented mouth. I don't mind that he is cursing, but using the GD word or anything else that takes God's or Jesus' name in vain, vain spelled wrong, is incredibly wrong. I'm glad this nobody was killed in the scene because he deserved to die for eternity and s- die and suffer for eternity. Do not watch this movie or any other movie with cursing where nobody actors use gd word while trying to get their point out while using swear words. Watch movies that are innovative where the usage of this movie is easy to ignore. This and examples of other movies such as Point Break, Lean on Me, Casino and any other movie that I can't think of right now are or- Piles of elephant butt foster that need to get impaled in a trash can. I can't believe that cunt used the fucking GD word. There's, <laughs> there's nothing more I would do than prank call and say goddamn twenty five times in a row to him. By the way, his mouth is filthier than a porta potty at the gathering of the juggalos, but he hates hearing the words goddamn. Really, someone should take him off his goddamn high horse and take the Vienna sausage out of his ass. If you ask me. <laughs> I've never heard someone reacting to goddamn with such anger and vitriol.
2: I wish I would have <laughs> I picked a, a certain point in the movie and talked about it for 20 minutes. Like, uh, <laughs> this guy was in the movie for 38 seconds, and he's an 18-paragraph review of this guy.
0: <laughs> Something tells me that he wrote this review, and he's carved it in his own skin, and also he carved <laughs> it in an Amazon for all of us to enjoy. Kevin Israel, your notes –
1: um, so again, I went into this movie completely blank. I'd never seen it. Obviously I knew it was a, a everybody puts like, like we were saying, everybody puts it on, you know, the best movie list. I, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, it is a very, very much a period piece set in that specific era beyond that. It's also a movie that, that feels how movies were made at that point. It's a hard movie to watch. Being used to movies the way they're made now, it, it's kind of slow. It's kind of plotting. It's it, it it's very determined in making the point that it's that it's looking to make, um, which movies don't necessarily do now. So it had that. It very it was a Scorsese movie. He was committed to making his point, and he was going to make it. Um, there were things I would have liked a little more of to like like there the development of um, Travis felt to me, similar to um, uh, The Shining the mo- in the movie, where you just had to accept that he's crazy. And there was no point where you were like, oh, I see where he came from. I see the development of this character. And also, like I was saying, he said he was a vet, but you never got anything from him that made you say, oh, yeah, that's something... Like, he clearly was supposed to have PTSD, and this was in a time before PTSD was labeled, but you... I would have liked to see him have maybe some flashbacks or some something more military based the, the the closest he got to it was when he said he needed to start training his body again and I was like oh here we go but he still never got there he felt almost more like an urban terrorist than a than a than a um, a, a, a vet gone bad um but you know all of that said the movie was was really a, was a ride and de niro did a really, really good job making him an uncomfortable, socially awkward character. Before we were labeling all these different dis- issues like PTSD, like autism, like uh, mental, me- different kind of mental issues. He was, so many scenes he was in were so uncomfortable and they were supposed to be. Like in other movies and a lesser actor, it would have just been poorly acted. But like the scene with the, the, scene with the secret service uh, uh, agent, where he's talking to him and saying, oh, I want to be a secret service. And he's going through and you right. could feel just the awkwardness of the secret service agent. We've all been dealing with, we've all dealt with people who were just like, I just want him to stop talking to me. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Okay. I'll give you, we'll sign you up. Just- there's there's <laughs> always one or two at the end of every show you do. Yes. Comedy show. Yeah, exa- a Great example. At the end of comedy shows where it's like, I, I could be a comedian.
0: I want to be a comedian. Everyone says in my office that I'm funny or everyone says <laughs> – actually, more along those – everyone who says that their parole review board says I should do something. I think comedy would be something I think. Right, right,
1: right. I'm very aware of my surroundings. Oh, well, then you should totally guard the president. I don't know why you're not doing that already. Um, and that scene and then the scene at the end with um, uh, Harvey Keitel where you know he goes up to him and he, and he gets real close and he's like, he's like, do you know me? Do I know you? Do you – it was such an awkwardly uncomfortable... Um, Put your phone on vibrate. What the fuck is this? <laughs> um, it was such a horribly awkward, awkward moment. And I, I, just, I, I, I loved how he got that out. Now, the violence, the, the, the whole, the, the, the climax of the movie was the violence was just terrible, but we're also saying that by 2020 standards. But man, when he shoots his hand off, nothing ever looked more like a cake exploding than that guy's hand. And, uh, and just the rest of, or when he gets stabbed in the hand, yeah. and he puts his hand up like that clearly was a rubber chicken turned into a hand. <laughs> but uh, the, the movie overall was it when it ended. And again, and I go back to my point, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to beat the horse to death, but I don't think that ending was supposed to be taken at face value. I think there was the point that this was supposed to be his last moment of just dreaming his life ended up the way he intended it and the way he, he was building up to that ending in his mind and he didn't get it, but in, in his dying, in his dying wishes, that's what he saw. And I think that, I think with that, I took, I walked away from that movie going, wow, that was, that was really, that was eerie. Like he put that whole thing together off of him just going and killing a few pieces of shit and then dying of basically a pointless death but he made himself into a hero so i i I really liked it i i don't know that's a movie i'll ever watch again um i don't see any reason really to watch it again it wasn't like an enjoyable it wasn't like oh my god this is awesome but there was a there was there was a lot to take away from that movie and i definitely uh enjoyed watching it for what it was
0: I would, just to go on your point about the ending, I was waiting, and again, I haven't seen this in easily 20 years, so I forgot the ending, I was waiting for him after he killed those guys, I was waiting for him to come out, and the cops just to blow him away, and that'd be the end right there, but then that whole tracking shot, the very end, that went on way too long, Rob just was saying, can they roll the fucking credits already, and let's call it a day, oh wait, there's more, like really, (laughs) Jesus Christ, Martin, cut, uh, and I will say what you said before about the with the with the effects. Did they hire like Vincent Price's effects guy from from uh, House of Wax back in 1957, whatever that was, to do that? You're right. The money did not go in the effects. That's fine. You don't need to. It goes in the store and everything else. So it's a little budget. That's fine. Here are my notes. Who the fuck buys snacks in a porno theater? especially when you, need, when you need one free hand to jerk unless you're one hell of a multitasker, all right? I have jerked it in many places that have been deemed questionable or borderline illegal, but I have never done it with food on me or near me. That is for sure. All that candy, popcorn, and soda cost $1.85. I, I, what? Uh, that's like $47 in today's money for food at the movie theater. Whoever thought that kerchiefs were attracted for, on women need to have their online FIT degrees canceled, especially now when the obese flight attendants who need scarves to get around their morbidly really obese necks wear those. No guy ever said, that ah, kerchief is so hot, unless he's in the rape fantasies, all right? Why do so many guys in the 70s look like Gene Shalit? I asked that to you guys. I mean, how, how do women in the 70s get wet for quaffed jufros? Please explain that to me. At the diner scene, what animal orders cheese on fucking pie? Why stop there, you fucking monster? What about sardines and hummus? How about that? What, you have already went halfway there. Why not go to the full monty, you sicko? Gross. How about this? This drove me nuts. I'm not a gun guy. I did notice the Niro closes the wrong eye when aiming the gun. He's right-handed, but he closes his right eye. No, you close your left eye and use your dominant side. That drove drove me nuts to go, hold on a second. That doesn't happen. Otherwise, you're going to be shooting three feet to your left, whatever. In this film, Harvey Keitel looks like a Fred Norris from The Howard Stern Show Fuck Michael Landon.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm glad you brought up the Harvey Keitel point. When they showed his character at first, I was like, what is, what is he supposed to be? I know the seventies were weird, but what was, what was, what was the, what was he going for? Was he going for like disco Native American? (laughs) What was, what was his goal? Pillage people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was a weird, like, I thought he's like a gay prostitute at first. I really did. I think, oh, this guy's out trying to uh, sling dick
1: and something like that and he, he, did not ever, he did not represent anything I've been brought up to believe about
0: pimps oh no there was he was too nice to her he's like ah when, when we sat down in the bed with her with um that was a Foster. creepy scene oh that yeah scene where they're
1: dancing oh that way and he puts the record on she's fucking Harvey Keitel has to live the rest
0: <laughs> of his life knowing he kicks, kissed a 12 year
1: old oof
0: Yeah, right. He must have had the cops on set going, all right, I am signing this waiver right now that this is because of the script and I'm not not a fucking creep. But then he shows his dick 20 years later in Bad Lieutenant. Go figure. Lastly, I laugh my balls off when someone got shot in this film because their reactions were priceless. Because every time when someone got shot, both their hands went in the air like when a ref said a field goal is good. Like, it's good! Like, they'd go back, and then they'd start backpedaling like a quarterback about to go when the ball is hyped. It's like watching middle-aged white people dance at a wedding is when someone got shot in this film. I like this film. I did. I forgot about it. It never stood out. I, I saw it again. I saw it in college. When you texted me about it, I said, all right, I, it didn't stand out. I didn't hate it. Remember hating it. I didn't re- remember liking it. But now I like it. It's fine. It's, it's fine. I like it. It's good. Will I watch it again in the next 15, 20 years? I will not. Will I own this film? I will not. Kevin Israel, give me a score on one to ten. Uh, six and a half. You son of a bitch. That's the exact number I was going to give. <laughs> I was like six, seven. I said, no, I'll give it a six and a half. Six and a half. Could I feel like once you get to seven, it's a movie that you'll watch again. I a hundred percent and you'll own, I think seven is I own this movie yeah. and I can, and it passes the remote cha- the remote, uh, the remote test, Joe, the remote test for us is if you're flipping around on cable and you see this is on, do you turn to that channel and then drop the remote and say, this is it. I'm good for the next hour and 45. This film does not pass the remote test yeah. for me. No. But it's a cool movie. It's a movie I
1: like to talk about. I would love to. I, I posted it on Facebook today. Like I, and it did not get, people did not respond to it the way I wanted to. Yeah. But I, I, it's a cool, it's, I think it's a cool movie to talk about and to get other people's opinions on. But like, there's no scene in that that I was like, ah, oh, I want to see that again. I need to see. Oh, and you know what? The one thing really bothered me and, it, and I was sure it was going to be in there and it wasn't. When he gets the mohawk, why was there a scene of him giving himself the mohawk? I feel like that was a moment where he transitioned from, that That was clearly important that he gave himself the mohawk and he went sure. into alternate character where he was going to take control of the situation he's been building up in his head. But they never showed him doing it. And right. that seemed like such an important moment. And it was just like, oh, he's got the mohawk. I feel like they, they filmed it and they had to cut it out or something. Because right. there's no way they just went to him suddenly having a mohawk. I, I just thought, I thought it was just this weird break where they needed that, that connecting moment.
0: And I'll, I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to answer for you. I, I feel confident in your, your, your answer the same as I am. There's no way in hell that they will re- remake this for today's day and age. They can't oh do that. God, no. no, no chance. No. Because first of all, when they say there's a lot of racial slurs in there, and, the, alone right then and there, it's too dark and not enough people of color are represented, as our friend Gerard Harron would point out as well. Yeah. They would not remake this today at all. And I'm glad they won't because it would be watered down. It would be a shell of itself. But in yeah.
1: fairness and in a bit of foreshadowing, they might not have remade it, but there are definitely a lot of movies that live in its shadow. Oh, of course. And have kind of grown out of it. So, I, you know, we're doing the Joker next episode and there's obviously they're willing to talk about that type of issue um and and the, and a movie like that can be successful. So do I think they could make this movie shot remake this movie shot for shot? No. Absolutely not. Um but it it spawned a lot of great movies. Uh uh, uh the Maca- the machinist which I also thought there was a, there were there was some semblance of in there. Um and you know what actually one one last problem I had with the movie? He was supposedly an insomniac But you never got the feeling of insomnia. No, no
0: no moments of no no delusional moments, real main real ones. Yeah. Come on. If you're an insomniac, wouldn't you just be nodding off some of the times, like driving your cab or speaking gibberish after a while? I I agree with you hundred percent. That's something I didn't pick up, but you did just made him pissy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Did Joe Claire gut
1: the sacred cow? Joe, I give you a lot of credit. You, you went up against the big one. This was a monumental task. Um, you made a lot of good points. And I'm actually glad you picked this movie because otherwise I probably would have never seen it. And I'm glad I did see it. Um, y- you came with a strong argument, but I don't think you got this sacred cow.
0: I agree with Kevin. I think you insulted it, maybe given it a flesh wound or two. <laughs> maybe caused it to charge at you, but I don't think you got it. Yeah, again, not, great point.
1: Not blow its hand
0: off.
2: No, no, no. I didn't see any entrails spilling out of its belly. The ravioli sauce coming out the side of side the neck or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no geyser of blood, that's for sure.
0: But I did enjoy it. You made a lot of good points. Don't don't get me wrong. And this is a film where I'm not sitting here like on top of Mount Pius, like with Pulp Fiction or Star Wars or something like that. Where other people have tried to take those down. And I said, all comers will be destroyed no matter what. When you chose this film, I said, all right definitely open to a good <laughs> argument i watch i like this eh, am i gonna fight for this you know am I, am I gonna die in a hill for it no but am i gonna you know am i gonna shit on it no so great effort indeed we do appreciate it but joe more importantly tell us again stoner jesus where and when can we find your your, your podcast which is so much fun
2: uh, i do live and podcast video audio many places the stonerjesus.net you can find my sponsors social media links links to the, the videos the audio I'm on CannabisRadio.com as well, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all those different places. Just search for the Stoner Jesus Show on Google if, you're, if you can't find StonerJesus.net. And I should come up. There's some band called Stone Jesus, but that's not me. I'm Stoner Jesus. <laughs> Do they suck? <laughs> no, they're actually pretty good. I used to play some of their music on, on the show, and not just because – they were Stone Jesus, but because I actually liked it,
0: you should do a, a a public appearance where you do the podcast and they play a you know, concert for them, and kind of have a, a duality. A Why the hell, right? And if you look for <laughs> Stone Jesus, you can look for my episode I did with him. Uh, I guess about a month or so ago, I'm on there, and uh, uh, not a pot guy, but we sure talk about a lot of fun shit nonetheless. But Absolutely. in the meantime, Kevin Israel, where can we find you? What are you up to? Um, I'm not up to anything, actually.
1: <laughs> um, that
0: hair is up to about four inches.
1: From yeah, what I can I'm i looking to see how much of a fro I can get going. Uh, you can find me at kevinisrael.com. Um, not much of a reason to go there because my calendar is shot until <laughs> we break out of this thing. So go buy my uh, album, The Struggle is Real. Um, that's probably going to be all old material as I'm working on a whole new act. So check out The Struggle is Real. You can get it on iTunes and everywhere else you can get stuff. And uh, I'm starting a new web series called Philosopher's Corner making fun of inspirational Instagram idiots.
0: Aren't they the, I saw a few episodes, aren't they the worst? Let's cut and paste from a Hallmark card. And here's me in a bikini with double D tits. (laughs) Oof. I don't even need to click read more. I just keep looking at the top and go, I've seen all I need to see. There's nothing prophetic. There's nothing that's going to change my life. And iota after reading what this person has to write. But damn those titties. <laughs> <laughs> KevinGotee.com. What am I up to? Not a goddamn thing. I haven't seen any new films that I would, you know, in the film, in the theater that I would write on the blog. So you can go on my Facebook page and find my list of 10 or Twitter, my list of 10. More importantly, guttingthesacredcow.com, now up and well, alive and well. you goddamn right. And I tell you what, audience, we need your help. We need your help to figure out what kind of merch you would be interested in buying. We know the logo is going to work. Hats, coffee mugs, T-shirts. You tell us, do you want Gutting the Sacred Cow condoms? Shit, we would Face consider masks. that. Yeah, right. Face mask, even better, especially at the time of this coronavirus nonsense. Every time you get your dick sucked, we can get your dick sucked with you. How about that with the condoms? <laughs> Guttingthesacredcow.com <Brewing recuerds laughs> <laughs> and on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, kevingot.com, K-E-V-I-N-G-O-T-G-O-O-T-W-E. Why can't I spell my own last name? What is wrong with me? But we thank Stoner Jesus, Joe Claire. Thank you so much for coming on again, kind sir. Thanks for the opportunity,
2: guys. Yeah,
0: awesome stuff. We will look for you soon. Gutting the Sacred Cow out. We will see you next time. Take care, folks.